This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Association of Optometrists, proudly celebrating a century of caring for Albertans. It happens. Many people don't call their optometrist first for urgent eye care when they need it. From spring cleaning mishaps to winter eye infections, if you or your family have an eye emergency, doctors of optometry are trained to diagnose, treat, and prescribe medications, no referral necessary. Alberta health coverage is available towards your urgent eye care appointment. To find an optometrist in your area, visit optometrists.ab.ca. The Alberta Association of Optometrists represents almost 800 doctors of optometry in over 80 communities across the province. Members are highly trained, regulated health professionals who provide primary eye health and vision care to Albertans. Learn more at optometrists.ab.ca. That's optometrists.ab.ca. Enjoy the show. District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We're also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And you can find that at Canadian... Uh, CFPN. No, at I remember. Look up Canadian Football Podcast Network. That's what you need to look at. Hi, I'm Andrew, and obviously I'm losing my mind. I'm very excited this evening uh, because we have a great guest and a really, really fun show. Uh, unfortunately, Mike couldn't join us this evening, uh, but we do have representation from South Turf District, uh, or South uh, Christmas Fair, I should say, as we welcome in yeah. Commissioner Kayla. How are you? Yeah, I wasn't going to do the Turf District, more like Christmas District down here. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm like not to boast, but yeah. <laughs> right. It's, it's unreal. Um, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. Did, did you catch much of the games on the weekend? <laughs> well, listen, listen. Okay. Listen. Uh-huh. I take family time very seriously. I appreciate that. And when... Mama Jedi asks to go for lunch and offers to pay for lunch. <laughs> you don't say no. <laughs> and I actually didn't get home until the fourth quarter of the Riders and Bombers game. So uh, I'm going with the highlights on this oh, one. Sorry, guys. That's okay. That's okay. I'll have to watch them tomorrow. We'll find lots of fun things to talk about. This, this is all good. good. Um, but we have an amazing guest, Kayla. Do we ever? Yes. Exciting. Back to the Turf District uh, since the last time he was here was 2016, we figured out. <laughs> I know, that was in the old Turf District downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and now we are welcoming back in the one and only number 31, our favorite 31 in our hearts, Calvin <laughs> McCarty. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, Andrew. Thank you for having me back. 
Of course. Of course. I appreciate it, though. You know, it. Uh, we love having you here, and uh, you know, we're glad you're you're back in Edmonton. I mean, I, I'm. I guess I'm kind of sorry that your season ended early because of where you were playing. So, I mean, the first question that just comes to mind is, how could you? I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, of course. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Hey, I hope that was quite the brunch, though, Commissioner K. That extended brunch that you had with your with your mother instead of watching the game. I kind of watched the game a little bit. I, you know, kind of hurt not playing in it myself. But <laughs> like you're right, yes, we did lose, and we, you know, uh, but no, it was a uh, it was a good experience. You know, uh, kind of what was it? You know, pre COVID. I think we had that COVID season, you know, uh, without the COVID season, would I have played? Maybe. Would I have played in Edmonton? Most likely not. So for me to kind of be able to go out on my own terms as a football player, you know, and kind of, you know, like my last game playing, the last game I played with the formerly Elkimos, <laughs> with that one. And, uh, you know, it was in, in Hamilton, and I didn't know we lost a playoff game. I didn't know if that was going to be my last game. I kind of <clears throat> knew, given the kind of situation and the things that were happening around that, it was my last game with the team. I, but in my heart, did I really want to retire? No. And then we had the COVID year, then kind of a year off. And just for me to be able to step outside and away from the game and to be with my family, I kind of, you know, felt like I had to draw a line and, and retire back in March, you know, so I can focus on here instead of being one foot in, one foot out. And when I retired, uh, Coach Dickinson, uh, Corey Mace, they reached out to me. I've never had a phone call with, with, with Coach Dickinson prior right. to that. He called me within 15 minutes of retiring and was like, congratulations from, you know, an opponent. And to hear that from somebody that I respect and, and played against and kind of, you know, you hate it because they beat us a lot. <laughs> so, man, but, yeah, it was a good phone call. And he was like, you know, if there's ever anything, man, I just – like, it was kind of, I guess, kicking the tires to see if I had anything left. So I might maybe have told him I'm not 100%, but just give me a call and we'll see what's what. <laughs> and unfortunately, somebody, you know, he tore his Achilles and they called me down. And it's an opportunity for me to, you know, not go out because of COVID or because I couldn't play here or I wasn't going to play here. It was a chance for me to kind of, you know, see it as like, you know, uh, you know, kind of go out on my own terms. I know a lot of players don't have that opportunity. A lot of players, you know, they get cut, injured, or a lot of things. And for the ones that came before me, and and, and even the kids, like when I was here coaching at Bellrose, you know, I'd have these guys. I'm I'm working with them, training with them in small groups, and they didn't even know if they're gonna have a season. So I'm right. telling these guys to keep working in good faith. Like, man, you don't know. Just keep preparing, just keep working. And when it comes, that's where you show. So I didn't know they missed their season. And they didn't know if they were going to play this year. And, and for me to kind of be out there preaching that, I'm not that, you know, and if I still had a little something in my heart still, why wouldn't I do the same? So yeah. when I had the phone call, it was pretty easy. I mean, it wasn't easy. I had to ask the family because that was my first season being away from the family too. Yeah. And with it being relatively close, you know, I could drive down, could drive back and forth. It was, it was a chance for me to, to, to do it my way, so. Sorry for those that, you know, might not understand, but, hey, it's, uh, 
I, I appreciate the game and the fans and to see it from that perspective and to see what the what, what it was like here and so much you couldn't say during the season. I didn't wish hate or nothing negative on any opponent or anybody like that, but for the you know the tradition, the guys that came before, I, I heard ripplings of, of discussions of what was happening here in Edmonton, and yeah, it sucked to hear it, to hear th- uh, stones cast at the flagship franchise of the league. Right. And, uh, sitting down there and watching, I mean, it was tough too, but. I know the Eskimos, I mean, the Elks sent out a little tweet saying I'm used to losing on Labor Day, but I got to win my last home game in Commonwealth. So. <laughs> a little bit of perception. My home game. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and we, well, I think we, I think we, uh, we, we might have played that up a little bit of the, uh, we hope your, your tradition no, is, of continues on Labor Day, but, know, uh, you know, good. then we did, uh, yeah, we I kind of paid it. kind of that. a curse on themselves, though. Yeah. After that, they yeah. didn't win it again. Well, home games. Well, yeah, and the one they won, did they really win? Like, it was, eh. <laughs> it's like against a practice roster. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, all right. Hey. I still, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, good guys on the team. And I know, and I've been in that situation. It's kind of similar, you know, back in the Chairman era. Yeah. I didn't want to say his name. Yeah, I get but it. Just kind of like, just kind of being on the field and knowing that sometimes it's out of your control and all you can do is yeah. go play. And, you know, when we traded Rick and we're rotating guys and we were this close that previous year or, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up losing. And just kind of had a setback like that, just helpless feeling. And all you can do is go out there and play. But uh, so I know what they're, you know, the feeling that they have over there. But and uh, Edmonton is, you know, it's not a, it's not a, uh, what is it? Reload. We don't reload. We, <laughs> yeah. well, it's a reload franchise. You know, we don't rebuild. We we reload. reload. So yeah. I know it's it's uh, things can be turned around quick, and I'm interested to see to see what, which direction they go. Us too. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, Commissioner Caleb. Hold your breath. Yep. Yeah. Hold, holding our breath over here. But I, I think like just going to what you said, and I think for CFL fans, like real CFL fans, no matter who your team is, like at least for me, I want to see the CFL league succeed. Yeah. And in order to do that, unfortunately, you know, you you don't root for the stamps, but behind closed doors, you're like, we kind of need you to be successful so this team doesn't no fold or this league doesn't fold. 100%. Um, and like for me too, it's my respect for players doesn't necessarily change if you rotate teams because if I respect you, I respect you as a player but also as a person, right? right? So that doesn't leave. And I think for you, Calvin, that holds true for the majority, the vast majority, I'd say, for Elks fans that you yeah, know. Thank you. Just because you, we just all banter and stuff. No, it's like, all at good. The I know you it. guys. I know that. <laughs> you, you. I mean, even scrolling through, like looking at some of these comments already, it's like there, there's some, there's some jabs, and then at the end of the day, it's like you know what, Calvin is a beast, and there's just mad respect for yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. even seeing it, you know, being in the league for so long, uh, you see the perspective. Like you gain more perspective on the entire league. I still have, you know, certain teams I don't like because you play against 
and you go against it year after year, there's all kinds of different storylines, but it also gets mixed in. And I have players yeah. I play with, coaches, GMs. I tell guys <laughs> this stuff, and they look at me like I'm crazy. Oh, you played with you played against this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the field. I was on the other side. A young buck, but just the uh, you know, and seeing the effect that it has, you know, through the community as well. You see the full picture. You get to see the, the big perspective. And it is the the people's league. So why not have a yeah. people's GM, Andrew Hoskins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they want a winning team, so um, yeah. They if they you know what if they need a play by play announcer in in the booth at Commonwealth, uh, uh, sign me up. I'm in, I'm in for All that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I will I will do that because that's fun. Uh, but I don't want to be making decisions like that because uh, you know. Uh, I, I like guys too much. I'd be like, yeah, well, I, I need to pay you more because I want you to be here all the time. Right. <laughs> that would, I hear that doesn't work so well sometimes in the GM position. You got to have a little bit of, uh, of, of kind of uh, limits, I guess. But um, Well, you can increase the salary cap. There you go. I got to work on that. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, it's the two sides of the fence. You got to do the, this side and then you got to represent the other side too. That's, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you, but I can only pay yep. you this much. Is that okay? Like, can we work on something? Come on, we like each other. That's how this works. Um, now, I I know this week there obviously with everything leading up to the Argo game, there was there's a bunch of conversation, of course, about the COVID protocols and what happened uh, between uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson and then being able to play and and all those kind of things. But how did you find it as a player? Because I know. The protocol started quite strict, and and they loosened up a little bit, not a ton. But how how did you okay. find that as a player, especially for you, because you're so used to being like connected to fans and all those kind of things? Like, how how did that go for you? Right. Uh, luckily, I, I kind of got to miss training camp. I didn't. I think that was kind of where a lot of it was tough on guys as well. But okay. For me, it's more. It was the testing, and just I don't. And really playing here in Commonwealth and not even being able to, like, high-five my daughter at the end of the game was kind of weird. Or see my family after the game when I went and played in BC. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but you could see them before the game. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, just, if you're, yeah, it, w- it was definitely a bit different. And uh, just, I mean, it, it was like I was kind of in a different, you know, like, I it was something I felt like I could just deal with because of, I personally wanted to play another year, mm-hmm. you know, or, or have a chance to go out. So I really just kind of blocked it out. Uh, minus the fans and being able to, you know, to interact as a team. At first, we had meetings online, which kind of made it tough. But then we could kind of start meeting together. But the coaches were still online. We never really had that side of it. Okay. Um, so some teams were like that. I'm not sure if Edmonton was like that. But uh, just smaller dynamics. And when we actually started meeting in person, that's when we actually started winning more games. And you can kind of, like, talk stuff out a little bit more. Here online, some guys didn't really want to chime in, like you would think. So for me to see coaches coach from there, go from see it coaching in person, a lot of coaches are animated and, and they like to show you stuff. It's tough to really – I mean, you can still show on screen, but to look at a guy and to know that they understand is different than if you're looking at a screen full of – you know. Mm-hmm. So on that side of it, the – I could see how it was a bit tougher for coaches, and it made them bring a little, maybe a little bit more energy, 
You know, like some coaches had to find ways that like you, you crack a joke, you don't get a reaction. Like, I hope you guys are laughing. That was kind of funny to me. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, all in all, I think, yeah, and the Bethel thing, I, it's tough to say. I mean, like we want the league to succeed. Right, yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And if the rules are a bit archaic, because we came up with the rules in what? February, right. we're, we're under February protocol. Like what are the protocols compared to February that are different now? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure things have started to have changed since February. So, yeah, the competitive side of people would like them to be suspended. They still won the game anyways. But either way, I think it would have looked bad on the league for sending him there. But I think it would have looked worse if they didn't let him play for sending him there. So. Well, on that and, side of it, it was, it was kind of weird, but, uh, yeah, I still got to kind of see my family. So, for me, it was kind of a chance to, you know, just to play ball. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess so. I know it was uh, weird because I saw pictures of your family all sitting wearing black and red. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Kind of weird. Like, this is some weird dimension. I mean, this is not... Right? Black like no magic. Doubt. Like Calvin the in those same, colors, man, I, I get it. For, and even but, then, I, I was checking in the locker room like Gio, the the, the Wayne down there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Gio, and I've seen him many times across the way, and I'm like, you know, and now you're sitting in there and looking like, oh man, here, you know, it's that uh, it was weird for me too, and it took a while. Yeah. And then even like when I'm watching film, because we played the Elks first two games, I'd be watching the film and I'd be like, why am I watching defense? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're playing against the defense. Because usually if I see the Elkamo's El- El- defense, I'm switching or, right. you yeah. know, we're not watching that. Mm-hmm. So. Did you slip a few times and cheer for the green and gold mistakenly? Like, oh, right, Brett, wrong team. No, I wanted to win. It was weird. The weirdest part was because I, I haven't seen a lot of these guys for, what, two years prior? Right. Even Whitey, you know, like buddies. I got buddies on the team. Even the equipment guys haven't seen them. So, and I had to come out as a rival and to not really want to mingle at the same time and really not be able to mingle kind of made it even more like, you know? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I saw, yeah, I ended up talking to a few guys and they all know the situation and it was, uh, it was, I sucked to lose that game, but, uh, <laughs> it was good to get back out there. I yeah. enjoyed it. I was there and I thoroughly right. enjoyed it. <laughs> so. And they're on a lot of butt ends of a lot of, because we watch other teams' films and they coach from other teams' films a lot. So if somebody does a mistake, we'll rewatch some other people's mistakes. Oh, and okay. the coach would say, Calvin, I don't mean to be ragging on the old squad, but yeah. Monday's mistakes right at the top will be a, one of the Elks. So yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, so we, they we, would throw we did jabs a lot of those at me this sometimes. Year. They would throw jabs at me sometimes and Kind of made me feel kind of, you know, because the coaches say something. Sorry about this, Cal, but boom, like, but I'm here now. Stop. You <laughs> <laughs> in the meeting room, like, you sure he's on our team, coach? <laughs> yeah. Why do you keep telling him sorry? <laughs> just run the clip. I don't care no more. Run the clip. 
We all know you were a spy. Exactly. Come on. So, yeah. No, it's, uh, that was probably well, one of the only teams I've seen the general manager sit in in the meeting rooms, though. Oh, interesting. Out of any team. Really? I've never seen a GM in there, like, breaking down film. And Huff is, he goes to work. Dang. That's Man. Good. I hate the fact that right? I respect <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, even talking to Dwayne, Dwayne talked to me early when I signed to go up there, and he said they kind of do it the way we used to do it, and they do build kind of that way. So hopefully yeah. we can do something like that. We can tell. Something. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah. yeah. It's good to see. Well, I mean, in, in saying that, we could have some openings <laughs> our way, you know? Um, green and gold opening up some uh, some holes and uh, do you think you would have 100%. any interest in winning... <laughs> wow you didn't even wait till the yeah. other question yeah. That's just good. No <laughs> I mean ideally I, I, I would like to get into coaching or even the scout and management side of it and uh, so yeah that would definitely be something I think given last year with the, like... with the last season with the limited rosters and the protocol it was tough it was tough on the coaching staff because we could take that back to the COVID question, asking how tough it was. Reduced coaching staff made it even tougher because we had some like kind of like Imagine. you know in college you have graduate assistants, so there'd be a couple assistant guys there, but with a heavy workload. And so I think it was uh, definitely tough on coaches, but I think I think we definitely need you know to keep the. To get that, keep that tradition and, and the way things, you know, just the representation of. I know we changed, they changed the name and everything, but the, the tradition is still the same. You know, the the expectations yeah. are the same. All that stuff doesn't change. The field's the yeah. same. Still playing for the same thing, so there's no reason to lose that. And taking the stuff off the side of the stadium. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Trying to stay positive. You're listening, Al. <laughs> like, how how do those dudes really feel? You know, even before I sign, I think you know you change the name, but then you do that and you take that down. It, I just don't want the guys that like myself that even came before me to feel like they're not a part of it. Right. You know, yeah. like everything you did for no reason because we had to change the name. Like, there's no reason for you to have to take all that stuff down. It's still a tradition. It's still there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So, if would do you want to? Would you rather do coaching, or would you rather do the management side, like the scouting? Uh, I've been. I think I've just just to get a better understanding or overall aspect. Either way, I'm open fifty fifty. It doesn't matter. But okay, just from a perspective of me being on the field this whole time, the past few years, my whole life, maybe to see it from that angle will give me a better understanding of that if that does happen as well. So I think I'd rather learn that first and then the potential to get into coaching just okay. to get a better grasp on things to potentially, you know, maybe take it up another notch one day. And I watched some of the CFL Classic games. I've seen some old Wally Bono film out there of him playing in the Great Cup, <laughs> Montreal versus Edmonton. So I know his, for him to kind of go over to, uh, I know it's, it's it's weird, but I think it's for the betterment of the league, like we talked about earlier, and that's part of that 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 trust. And yeah, you compete, but at the end of the day, like we are brothers and sisters across the league, top down generations across as well. So that's just part of it. And I, 
I would love to be able to help continue that. And I think I'd be remiss if I didn't give that back to the game. That's awesome. And, uh, I know we would love yeah. that. And you, <laughs> you have, uh, you, you, you know, a lot of good special teams things and I hear we need special teams help. So that's important. I oh, just, yeah. you know, I'm just throwing yeah. that out there right now. No doubt. Yeah. And yeah. even the thing with the special teams is that's the only coach that works with offense and defense. Some coaches work right. with receivers and O-line. Like you work with multitude, a multitude of groups, but they work with cross multitudes and both groups. Yeah. So to kind of help motivate and understand, you might not have to be an offensive or a defensive specialist. You just need a guy that can help just bring a team together. And that's what special team guys do, I feel, because you have to with limited amount of time. You still meet as other groups like offense. You mix same way I just talked about, but special teams guys, it's kind of on the fly. And a lot of coaching is really just when you're the head guy, it's just you know you have your assistants like yeah, let's run it, let's do it. You know, so go to work. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Kayla, do you want to talk to us about all of those uh, YouTube comments and and questions that we can go through? Uh oh. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a lot rougher than when Mike does it because I have to do it on my phone and go through some. So All right. bear with me. Okay, we're starting with weather. Oh, weather. Nice chat, okay, guys, yeah. but moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah moving on. Um, all right. Chris Auger, our friend, says, you're blessed, man, and thanks for what you did and do. Nice. And Appreciate it, Chris. Oh, some Leanne. Y'all know he's going to sign back here next year, right? <laughs> LOL. Uh, Derek says, we 100% understand why the move was made, Calvin. Nothing but respect from me. I think that goes along with a lot of people on here. Uh, oh, I think this is referring to the Mr. T. Uh, Ken says, I just threw up in my mouth when you said his <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I didn't want to, I thought about not doing it. That's okay. We, we, but it, on all this the show, other descriptions would have been way more negative. Yeah, on this show, we, we call him he who shall not be named. So you can just okay. go from then we know. Yeah. It's like a symbol. That's right. I'm talking about. That's right. All I can think of is Voldemort I know. when you well, say that, though. So not far off. Anyway, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he avracadavered our whole team at that point. Let me tell you, that's what, that's what that happened. Uh, all the nerds are rejoicing. into the locker room that day. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. No I'm like, did somebody pass away? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know. Nope. Ann ended up telling me. Herbie ended up um, telling me. Oh, really? Oh. But yeah, I, I didn't know. I was walking in the locker room. I seen people gathered, and just like quiet. It's happening in here. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, back on track. But, wow. I, that's so yeah. awkward. I didn't know that he was gone. Yeah. Huh. All right. So anyway, uh, Coach Vic says in a league of one-year contracts and rotating rosters, to have longev- long the longevity of Calvin, he's an icon. We need more long-term players to establish this fandom. And then Chris agrees with that. I think that's a huge aspect of it is getting contracts that are longer than a year, even two, right, to keep those players within a, a, a franchise, I mean. It is. It's a combination that's one of, the reasons uh, of both, though. It's a combination of the players and the CBA coming to agreement to help that. Like, maybe, I don't really know. I don't want, you know, there's a lot of different ways I think you could help incentivize that. Like, 
but I think it has to be on both sides. But yeah. I, mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Um, yeah. Thank you. I I appreciate it. But uh, part of it, I think, is I think it has to be a, like it has to be a buy-in from the players too, and wanting to help connect and you know it's, it's bigger than football. Like we're talking about the big picture mm-hmm. and being able to plug into the yeah. communities and do different things, but. Sometimes it's not reciprocated on this end too, so I just think, yeah, we'll save those. Yeah, yeah. The blame cannot be placed on the right. players, hundred right. exclusively, right? Like that's just a ridiculous right. notion. Just back to the but I get, I get it though. I get it. Yep. You do need more of that. You're right. I agree with that for sure. Hundred percent agree with it. But it does, and the guys yeah. that do, I think, benefit from it, and and the people around them benefit. So the more of that, the better keeping guys in and and understanding and it builds your tradition long term too. So guys just like flipping flopping and don't really matter. You know, it's you don't really understand. You don't you don't know the mascot's name. You don't know the you don't get to see the super fans. You know you know the traditions like you watch the games, I see people in the stands, I recognize in every city now, you know the people that have been there. And I think it goes both ways. Especially with kids too coming up trying to attract new fans. You know, if they gotta Everything's got to be easy. At least it's here in my face still. You didn't get traded there and then bounced over there and came back here. It's something, you know, more consistent for everybody. <clears throat> well, and even for, for new fans, too, like my mom, I know in Calgary one Labor Day, we came back to say hello. And uh, you were one of the only ones that, like, actually talked to her, gave her a hug, and you were really personable with her. And, and from then on, she's like, Calvin is my favorite. <laughs> Stella, thank you. <laughs> well, like things like that, that's really impactful for people. And I mean, maybe it's more of a comfort for you because you've been with the former Eskimos for so long that, you know, you, you're, you're engaged a little bit differently in the community and with the fans. Mm. So, I mean, for that longevity, like, I know it, for players, it's different, but for a fan, like I know for me, I really, yeah. I, I love oh, to have those guys that are a few guys that are there for a There's while. There's a lot of us that least. have 31 jerseys uh, for a reason. <laughs> man, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even that goes back like that goes back to like I remember being a fan, and uh, my mom used to work at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, and sometimes you know we'd be underground or we get to go in early, and you get to see you know players, and I got a chance to see some players not interact with anybody. And I just remember thinking, like, I want to be more like that guy. Like, why, you know, <laughs> why doesn't this guy talk to us or why can't you go do that? Even my grandma, I remember one time, remember John Starks, point guard for the Knicks mm-hmm. back in the day. She called him John. She's like, Johnny, John. I remember, like, I don't know Mr. Starks. <laughs> <laughs> but just, you know, that's John. That's John. Is You know, he plays basketball, but his name is still John. Not Mr. Wow. You know, so... Just the way of seeing somebody that I thought was kind of like, you know, and for to see my grandma talk to him like she was just a regular dude, and then he is just a regular dude. He turned around and all, oh, mm-hmm. you know, and sign and do those kinds of things. So, and it's a it's, it's a limited time, so you got to take advantage and do the maximum or do the most that you can with it. Like I was lucky to be able to do it for, to do it for so long, but uh, yeah, you never know too what kind of impact it can leave on somebody and how that can affect other people. So, But I've been on that side yeah. of it. I've seen the negative side. I've seen some, yeah, 
and I don't definitely don't want to be like that. So uh, early in the career, I think somebody was like told me to don't want to flood the market, so don't sign too much stuff. And this is my first year. It was a guy on the team. I'm not gonna name any names. I'm not gonna air him out. But off air, I'll tell you for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he told me we just started signing autographs. Like it's my first. I signed some autographs in college, but nothing like when I first came up here. And he told me, uh, "Don't flood the market. Like, don't sign everything." I'm thinking in my head, like I'm signing everything. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I just started signing. I'm signing everything. Maybe my signature got a little bit smaller, a little more quicker. <laughs> but I, I signed when I can. So. Oh, man, that's funny. That would be, I don't know how some celebrities, especially like huge met, like huge celebrities, even at the Oilers fandom, like signing how many thousands, tens of thousands, right. like, I would just be like initials no for the doubt. rest of the day. No oh my this. gosh. <laughs> my zig. The zig. The stamp. <laughs> so we have to get Calvin for Christmas as a Calvin McCarty stamp. Could just say that. Personalized yeah. stamps. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I don't want to use that term too loosely. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, thanks. That's Personalized. Really Personalization. Good. Thank you. Good, uh, good recovery. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Recovery. yeah. Context. Context. <laughs> Uh, what else in there, Commission? Uh, yeah, so uh, not a lot of questions, just more okay. statements uh, we got going on here. But Ken said something interesting. Thought it was interesting that Pimble took the blame for what happened with um, mm-hmm. MBT, which I found a little strange as well. But. I didn't find that's that the only guy you can't get mad at. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. You going to get mad at Pinball? He's going to make you laugh? Okay, you can be mad at me. You won't be mad at him for long. <laughs> true, true. All right, pinball. True. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this one. But next time, <laughs> that's really it. You know? Yeah. I thought about it. I did think it was kind of weird, but you don't want to blame the owners. It's his first year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I drive him away. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I don't think I don't. What's gonna come of that? Have anything? They find them or something? Uh, I don't know actually if they did or not. There hasn't really been anything announced, but but I I don't know for some reason for me I just thought hey, you know, pinball's taking the blame to kind of take the pressure off his guy that you know and and yeah. like you said McCarty I can't. You know, you can't be mad He's at him. number pinball. 31. Like, what do you yeah. mean? He's number 31. Like, you can't be oh, mad at sorry. him. All right, buddy. It's scientifically <laughs> possible. When you look at his face and he smiles, exactly. like, you just melt. You can't. You, you could be mad for the yeah, three minutes crazy. that he's talking to you, and then you realize, nope, that's impossible. Yep. Yep. No. No. Oh no. Not for me. As soon as I look at him, I'd be like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, this, I definitely agree with Leanne. CFL should come out with a CFL jersey. Why hasn't this happened yet? A CFL everything. All yes, the merchandise. Just the CFL logo. All I'm the in. time. Oh, I, a, a, a shirt that says... Do that great cut? Uh, well, c- 
kind of, but everything has Grey Cup logo on it. It doesn't have right. just CFL. They need a T-shirt right. that says, I hope both teams have fun in the CFL logo, and then we could wear it to all those other <laughs> games. I could have gone down and watched you in Calgary right. and felt comfortable because at least I wasn't having to wear any of those and other all colors. all CFL fans, true. Perfect. See? We're all... That's right. I guess, that, yeah. We're all CFL family. Andrew, grow a pair and wear I, the colors. I, I, I do. They should accept you for, yeah. Joking along. Come on. Either way, definitely some <laughs> CFL apparel would be, would be nice. Oh, it's so Even awesome. just more, maybe not more, I don't know. It's just different, yeah, different ways to connect still with the league and the players. I yeah. think it should, should be both ways, though. There should yeah, be I agree. a CFL PH. Oh, I love you know, that, too. You yep. should be able to support them as well. You should have an option to do either or 50 50 with some collaboration apparel or something yeah like mike they was talking promote. last week when they had it in sears we we want cfl jammies come on we want you know who has CF- some like low-key stuff every once in a while what's that the army and navy really army and navy? <laughs> yeah really yeah yeah i found some striped socks in there i've never seen <laughs> some some elk striped socks like two years ago really two years ago uh even a little barbecue like griller thing it was CFL merchandise Ooh, or wow. team merchandise, which is like it was pretty nice to see. I didn't, yeah. There's some stuff in there I've never seen that it was it was all right. Okay, not pro from I have no deals with Army and Navy. I'm inside them like that. <laughs> not a plug. Just saying. <laughs> but go check it. If they don't have anything, don't quote me either. <laughs> <laughs> but I went in there a couple of times and found some some nice stuff. So. Wow, man, I gotta hunt down. And it is Christmas season, so it might seem like a real plug. (laughs) It's important. We've got to get Army and Navy on the phone and give you a (laughs) check for that. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, $5. Earned it. Title of the podcast Check out Army and Navy. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Quick little Army and Navy flash. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Like those old Navy commercials. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Navy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Except Army and Navy. Yeah. Uh, Patrick B. Penguin says, CFO player uh, team jersey should have with Velcro name bars and numbers. <laughs> Almost. Almost. But, yeah. 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 I, I agree with you, though, Calvin, where you're saying it's a combination of the of the league and the PA and the players, they all got to want it, right? They all got to want to be in a place for a long time. And, and this, the teams can't be like, okay, we're going to sign you to a three-year deal. And then after a year and a half, well, bye. Like th- right. there's got to be a little bit of, or something give and take there. That. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. yeah. Just some balance. We definitely have some questions now. Off I love this. Jerseys. This first is a statement that I have to make. Uh, didn't know. Derek says, if if not with the Elks, just know St. Albert loves you coaching oh. with the Bulls. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was there. And then, yeah, kind of. But I still work. I work. Yeah, there's some good kids over there. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. They would love to have you, I assume. But we want you, so no. <laughs> Sorry, Bulldogs. Uh, and then Chris says, Calvin, in your opinion, did the limited coaching staff have a negative effect on the quality of play this year? Mm, I say a bit of that in like a training camp, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, you do see the two 
I guess, the most veteran-laden teams that have kind of been together, that had the most consistency in the chance. Or, yeah, pretty close, if not the same remote. Mm-hmm. You look at roster-wise, they're still pretty similar, right? Yep. Um, so that will be, I think, yeah, a little bit. But at the end of the day, yeah, I don't know which quality of play. Yeah, it, it, there's uh, there. I guess there was a lot more mistakes, but there's also on both ends, like you said, the coaching staffs as well, and even time to scout, time to see guys. It's a different league if you can only watch guys on camera. You can't go sign free agents. You didn't have these camps. You know, like you can look at the film. It's different than seeing somebody in person just because of that. There has to be a real feel to it, you know. And so with that adjustment, I'd say, yeah, you could be, that could be a reason. But uh, I know guys are out there, you know, putting it on the line. So uh, yeah. nothing away from yeah. the, the fellas or the players. I just think given what we had to go through last year, short year this year, no training camp or smaller training camp, no preseason game is what I meant to say, mm-hmm. but no training yeah. camp. So you got to evaluate yeah. film with the least amount of contact too. Like these training camps, you can only have like four padded practices. I remember having back-to-back padded practices, training camp. Yeah. Back-to-back days. Like that's four days right there in two days. And now you spread over those four amount of contact days over that amount of time. I, yeah. It, it does have an effect, but you got to find ways to, to adjust and make things happen. So that's the, it's the world we live in. got to keep progressing and trying to make it better. So I think Given a full season, full everything, this potential next year, I think it should go up. And it was just a weird, weird year for everybody. Like, you can't just pin it on these players. Like, I don't know. I think we should have a little bit of grace because no matter what, it was still an entertaining right. year, yeah. in my opinion. I was still entertained. I had football. I didn't right. care. <laughs> and really, that's what it was about, I think, just getting – not you just didn't want to throw something together. Like, guys have – it's tough. It's not a, like I tell kids now, like, it's the best summer job you'll have. You still got to find other things to do. And yep. to have a year off and to see other things, too. Like, football players, I've been playing football since I can, you know, since I can remember. And to see guys have that senior year or junior year taken away from them, mm. I couldn't imagine what that was like at that age. Like, now I'm, like, you know, older, yeah, I miss a year of football. Okay. I can deal with it, you know. But to see these guys go through it and to see the guys that in their first year, rookie year, third year, fourth year players, with that amount of money is a lot to them. And you have to do other things. You can't just, you know, it's tough to be a, I don't want to say a part-time football player, but get it during COVID, like guys had to do what they had to do too. So I get it. Uh, so, yeah, no excuse with that. I'm just saying it's it's, it's not easy to, to – to go work, have a full-time job, go work out, and then come take care and do different things and not knowing if you're going to play. Or yeah. do you leave this job to, to potentially come to training camp and get cut and then lose out on this And after you've already lost out on a year? Right. Uh, guys had to make that commitment, so I, I commend the guys for for doing what they did to put, put out there what they put out there as well. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Uh, Trevor says, Calvin, you're an awesome fall player. And Ronan says he has a bunch of me football signed <laughs> by you. 
That's pretty fun. So can Thanks, can Ronan uh, confirm a... then that the signature did get smaller over the years? Or Maybe. Did... Probably... <laughs> we'll look for that answer, Ronan. You'll be able to put them in answer. order. No, this had to be rookie year. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. great big. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a really serious question. From Joel, Oreos or Chips and White? Both. <laughs> well, yeah. There's no compromise. Yeah. It's both. If I had to take one, chips ahoy. No, I do right. like to make flurries, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Chips ahoy for the cookies. That's chips right. Ahoy. Yeah. Just other I think uses Santa would say chips ahoy too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> wow, this is this is actually tougher than it sounds. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now I just want yeah, an exactly, Oreo cookie. Yeah. Dang it! Mint Oreo. Oh no! No, no, like that. no! Original, original <laughs> only. Come on now. Yeah, we can't get crazy. <laughs> double stuffed? Are you crazy? Yeah, oh, you double, that's original. true. Double Green stuffed. On it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can be on that. Yeah. Aren't don't they have like some very strange Oreo come out from like Japan and stuff that they've? Yes. They have a lot of strange, a lot of different things too. Like a lot of, yeah. That weird craft dinner mix stuff. <laughs> the cotton that, candy craft I've dinner. Why? Ah, I, I, someone explain that to me. Sorry, I am like totally going <laughs> off track. And now I've lost my thought. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not good at this. And, like, my text is, like, this big. So sure. We'll do a couple more, and helping. then we'll get into some uh, talk for the game this week. Okay, a lot of people just saying that uh, they've got signed stuff from you. Appreciate you. Uh, Ke- uh, Leanne, will Calvin be sticking around Edmonton for the next year? I think we've kind of, uh, like, Edmonton as in, like, the, the city or as in, like, the, the game Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be here. Be here. Yep. Yep. Edmonton's home free now. Right? I'm free right now, so well after the season. Yeah, February. But but Ed- Edmonton <laughs> is kind of home for you now, right? Like you're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah. There's your question. City. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, Ronan. Though only Oreos when dunked in milk via basket. <laughs> <laughs> that's. Uh... It's only one I guy that does that. Yeah, I get it. Uh, and his oh, Leanne, his presence may be requested for a special event. Mm. Yeah, oh. CMAC thirty-one. You can't just leave it at that, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Go, curious. Yeah. C- CMAC thirty-one. You know me. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you better say that again for special events. Yeah, a special like event. Yeah. Your, your your presence may be requested for a special event. That is our last oh, thing. So I'm just I'm, I'm curious if Leanne will elaborate. Leanne, exactly. Oh, I'm sure she will. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that yeah, is the end awesome. of it Thanks, so far. Kim. That's fantastic. Yeah. You did great. Yeah. That was very good. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of chit chatter. I, I commend Mike <laughs> yeah, for getting through all of that in a manner. <laughs> I'm not that kindly. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I'm sure you uh, you set that one right up and then answered it before I could get there. Well done. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk a bit about the Grey Cup game this week and the and the finals a little bit. Um, talk about the first final, uh, Tiger Cats against the Argos. Uh, Tiger Cats pulling out the win. Uh, Calvin, was there anything in that game that kind of surprised you? Mm. I just yeah thought maybe they. I thought it's tough. It's, they had the lead. They didn't really capitalize at halftime. Mm-hmm. That fumble at the end, that play that he made. Yeah, Dane, that when he grabbed yeah. the ball away. Yeah, that was like you know, I'm sure everybody's you know it's a heck of a play, but even just the momentum from that, and on top of them not being able to get to the end zone not being able to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like all this bad stuff happened. And now, uh, you know, so I wasn't surprised that Hamilton came back. I was just, it was a good game. Uh, I thought they had a, Toronto definitely had a chance as well, but the quarterback switch kind of reminded me of like Shades of back in the day too. Yeah. The, you know. Moss and, and yeah. Ricky switch because they do have two outstanding quarterbacks. Um, just the team and, and kind of that's probably the reason I pick them as well. Just the how many times they've been there, been knocked down over the past seven, eight years for Hamilton to you know to yeah. kind of but not get there. And uh, I wasn't really surprised that they won, but it was a good game and I really that play is loom loom big because. Say even if they tackle and they kick a field goal and you get three points, it still kind of changes the the perspective and maybe the mindset a little bit of the game. So it was a heck of a game, but uh, the way they, yeah, I would I would say that that play that that he made was obviously big, but a motivating play too when you see your quarterback do that despite everything. You know, like your quarterback chased dude down, he got off a block and you stripped him and got the ball back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everybody, let's get your get your ish together now. Like, oh, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know, like put me out there on defense. Then I'll go take the ball. <laughs> so you know, it's a motivating play, and I think that that combined with the way they weren't able to finish and kind of you know put the ball in the end zone, you just kick field goals, you lose the game. You know, like yes. Yeah, not I, saying I, that you lose by a field goal. You know. But, <laughs> Score a touchdown. Let's finish. Well, that especially the one where the rate he went to throw to Foster and Jagger Davis knocked it down. I mean, it was amazing play by Jagger Davis. Don't get me wrong, but that ball, if it's thrown a little more towards like a little farther back to the corner, that is a touchdown. Like because there's there's no way that Dave, but it was thrown behind him, right? So yeah, yeah, um, and and that one. I was surprised actually that in one of those first two drives that they didn't just like, okay, let's just go for it. And if they don't get the touchdown, then at least you have Hamilton pinned back and, and see if right. he can get some field position. And because uh, yeah. com- coming away those first two drives with field goals, it, it did kind of set the tone. And then, uh, and then I think you're right. Switching that quarterback, just, it just launched the momentum and Toronto couldn't, mm-hmm. 
get it back after that. So, um, and I had the Toronto defense in my fantasy. And so I was like, Oh, this is good. At the end of the first half, I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then yeah, second half, not so much, but, uh, that, that's all right. Um, yeah. Interesting, interesting game for sure. So Hamilton goes on. Um, what, uh, they, they got to start Dane in the gray cup, right? Or what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I know I that's. I was curious what you think. They win the game, <laughs> right? Uh, he balled. He did. He kind of earned it too. I think if you put him in there, he earned it. I think. Yeah, he's gonna play. I think they'll both play in the game. Mm-hmm. But maybe you go with Zoe, and then you. You know, I don't know if you have time to go play with the defense like that. You know, like, yeah, I can start Mazzoli, and if it doesn't go, you can throw him in there, but you're playing Winnipeg, and if they get those kind of opportunities, I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't think they'd be as fortunate as to wait and see, right. so maybe you do go with Dan and just, yeah, go there, I think. It, it's start a tough one. He, he's earned it. He's earned it. He was, what, 16 for 16? Yeah. yeah. He let him back. That's and I I played with Mazzoli for the one year here, and I know Mazzoli's a competitor, so yeah. I know he and he's a great team guy. He'd probably even say start him. I'll be ready. Yeah, you know, I think uh, he'll probably get a few plays, but I think you do start him. And he played against him last year, so true, right? In the same in the Great Cup. Yep. So, it yeah. didn't really go that way. So I, I wonder, okay. like you said, with with Moss and Ricky. When it was here, you know, they went back to Rick. They went back to Rick to start the the Grey Cup, and, and yeah. that's the way it kind of goes. And so, I, so it wouldn't surprise me either way, honestly. Yeah. Um, I I just know, you know, if you're trying to pick, you know, a fantasy roster to win this week, it's going to be difficult to pick one yeah, of those tough. quarterbacks because yeah, tough to you know who we which one know. is going to be in for the game, right? It's going to be interesting. So yeah, same um, pick as uh, Caleros for sure. Yeah, exactly. You gotta just spend up on that and then go from there. Yeah. Build your rosters from there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the Riders and Bomber game. Um, that was an entertaining game. Let me tell you, oh, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. That that was a that was a CFL game. But I I don't know. I don't think I have ever watched a game where a team turned the ball over six times and won. Right. So it, is that. In your opinion, is that just Winnipeg's defense is that good, or is it the Riders just couldn't find a way to capitalize from where they were at? Like, what, what do you think? Uh, were two of them were at the end zone? Uh, two of them were in the end zone? One was in one, the end zone, and one, one was, like, was on the one-yard like line, the and four. then he ran back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So even, like, yeah, the turnovers there. So I'm going to say, you know. It sucks to turn the ball over, but sometimes the location where you turn the ball over changes stuff too. So the fact that they didn't turn it over in their end of the field, you Fair. know, it's not. It's still a bad turnover, but it's not the worst turnover. Mm-hmm. So partly that, and given the defense, it's, it's a crazy stat. I get it, but they did turn the ball over deep in there in a couple times, and they couldn't answer and score back. So it's kind of like a push, and you're just hanging around at that time. And they're kind of lingering and hanging around and Winnipeg finishing. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely weird to see. And to not be able to manufacture off anything, anything off of those, that many opportunities. 
that defense on the field for that amount of time, given the weather conditions. Yeah. Um, you should be able to factor some weather or not. I'm just saying two of the turnovers are really deep in the end zone, not giving them an excuse for not scoring off those turnovers. At the end of the day, it's points off the board for that team. Right. Technically, even if it's that close. But if you're not putting anything together either, then it's pushed. But, uh, and then them being at home and, and the run game with Andrew Harris kicking in, uh, I think it, it just finally collapsed the other way. But same kind of idea. Like, you get these turnovers early, and we're still down by what? You know, three? Yeah, three at halftime. <laughs> so they had that same kind of confidence, I think, that, you know, the Ticats had off of things are going this bad for us right now, but let's go, you know, yeah. and uh, finish it. So um, I thought, you know, a lot of people weren't giving Sask a chance. I thought they could definitely hang in there. Uh, make a couple more plays, they win the game. They made a lot of plays. They had a lot of opportunities, but just didn't finish. So uh, I think I thought Winnipeg was going to win the game, and I thought a lot of people weren't giving Sass respect, so it was going to be closer than what people thought. And the weather, and it's the final, so mm-hmm. it's a rivalry. It's going to be a good game. And I think the best teams are, are the, the teams that won are the teams that deserve to be there. That's fair. That's fair. Commissioner, you watched the fourth quarter. I was in full crunch <laughs> mode. <laughs> um, it was intense. It was. That last minute. It was crazy. Ooh. And, uh, okay, so was it a catch by Duke Williams or not? <laughs> like, Correct. no, but I'm not, like, because like, he had control and possession but it hit Correct. the turf but i don't know if this is cfl or nfl i can't remember but it's allowed to hit the turf if you have control of the ball it just can't help you keep control is that is that nfl or cfl or is it both i don't know i don't know i think i thought the same say if you put you hold it and it touches the ground and it doesn't move then you're good i'm a fan he of had it like, yeah i I, I like Duke, so I got to get Duke to catch. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Duke, too, but yeah. that was not a catch. <laughs> you know, they had the, the, the drama, the build-up. They were just like, leave it. it yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We let, yeah, they let what's the name play, so it's a catch. <laughs> I thought it was going to get turned over, that's for sure. I did after seeing that, that back angle, I think, when they are showing it, kind of. Yeah, tough to say. I think they get a little too involved sometimes at that point. Like, give us two more challenge, one challenge per half. And because when we went from three or you get two and then you win two and then you get a third one. Right. Okay, that was too much. Let's go one per half mm. in case that stuff happens. And then the CFL, like, why do they get involved like that in the playoff game? There's been a lot of times where you would think there would be a call-in, but there's no call-in. And, like, the stoppage of play is something that's so blatant that they can't let that go. But you need to just, I think, get rid of that side of it. You know, either you call it, or if it's inside two minutes and it's crucial, they they can call it then. But because they did, they stop and correct some stuff prior to that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not that game, or, but yeah, I just for the flow of the game. And if you call it like that on the field and they don't challenge it, or you're out of challenges inside and it's crucial, 
I don't know. I think I, yeah. Never mind. I I just I just think there's sometimes it's it's weird when they call in and they don't call in. Yeah, exactly. And you're sitting there like exactly looking for like something to happen, like you're looking up, but really you're looking for the CFL to be looking down. <laughs> Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop that game. Who's on the other end of those phone calls? I want to see that guy. Talk to that guy. So what happens when you pick this phone up? What makes you pick the yeah. phone up? <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh and if they would have scored on that drive, that call would be a lot more freaking, you know. Oh controversial. Yeah, huge. They ended up winning huge. the game, but especially on the road, they would have been like kind of like the end of that Argos game. Never mind. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> it would be. But that it, was, yeah. Would have gone it would have gone crazy. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it, that was yeah. It's it's insane. It was uh, it was a heck of a game, but I agree with you, Kamish. It was full on like chew off every nail I have left. <laughs> God, that. But it was great because my my dad walked in with that that last minute of play, and he's like, "Oh, are my boys winning, go Riders!" And then Ooh. they lost. And I was like, <laughs> "So that was great." I mean, I I didn't care all that much but at the point when my dad walked in i was like a writer's fan is here i cannot cheer for them no so thank you bombers it was a vindication on my side of the family that's awesome um all right so the big game this coming sunday uh bombers versus hamilton a rematch of 2019 um Pretty, uh, pretty exciting the way these teams have kind of got there. Um, you know, a couple of different different roads traveled this this year. I mean, in 2019, Winnipeg was the team that you know finished in third and then won on the road and then won on the road and then went into the the uh, Grey Cup. And now we've got uh, Hamilton. You know, wins at home, wins on the road, and and is now going in and and Winnipeg with the dominating season. So, um, little, little different tail of the tape so to speak but uh calvis calvin give us your uh your prediction and and kind of what you think about this game how do you think it's going to go i think it'll be uh obviously our fault there's two good defenses out there yeah really good defenses uh one game wise you probably give the edge to winnipeg for sure but don jackson can run it pretty good too and i think he has a, maybe a little bit of more big playability potentially, mm. but uh, and for being there the last few years, the defensive line uh, at home, I think Hamilton wins it. Really? 20, yep, twenty-three to sixteen. Whoa! Ho, ho, ho. Twenty-three sixteen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they just that little bit of. I don't know. That maybe that's me seeing it from that perspective. Like I don't. I have buddies on both teams. You know, like Mike Miller is a, mm-hmm. one of my guys. Even the coaches, I know coaches on both teams. So looking at it and seeing them being at that of not being there and not being there and being denied, I don't think they they're gonna be like the was it the early '90 Bills teams who've been there was it four AFC champions or four Super Bowls in yeah. three year four. Unless it's going to go that way. And then, but I don't think it will. I think they'll win it. I think they'll, they'll pull it out. Wow. All right. Kamish, what do you got? Oh, man. Oh, I liked your analysis how you said it last week, though, Andrew. 
of how it's kind of like that equal balance of pressure. Yeah. Whereas last year was primarily all, or not last year, last Ooh. season, it was primarily all on Hamilton. But it's 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 tough. I, I'm really conflicted because I think both actually have an equal opportunity to win this. I think they're pretty well matched and balanced. I mean, obviously, Bombers have the edge of just being an all-around more dominant team, but Hamilton's coming on strong, right? They, they've been a little bit more consistent as the games go on, blending a little bit better with each other. Um, and then you have that dy- dynamic with Evans and Mazzoli, and I'm just so happy because Holy Mazzoli's in. <laughs> and, like, I'm just, I'm thrilled. Like, you can't go wrong. But I I want Hamilton to win strictly because it's at home, and that's, that'd be awesome. And then you, you break that losing streak and, and not having a, a great win in however many years. But it'd be so great to see another team go back-to-back winning. And that's, sorry, Calvin, but not the Stamps or the Bears, <laughs> but someone I can actually cheer for. Um, right? To have almost like a dynasty reign again, it, it would be really neat to see because I haven't seen that since I've been watching CFL. And I mean, I'm a little bit newer to it, but it's been a long time. So I don't know. I'm really torn on this one. I don't know. But like, I don't, the, my stomach, it keeps wanting to vomit out Hamilton. So that must be it. I don't know. That's what's kind of like regurgitating. So it must, I, I, I must be wanting to go with Hamilton at heart. So I would love to see Hamilton win it at home, but I wouldn't be. I, for me, it's a win-win. I know you don't like that, but for me, yeah. it's a win-win in the situation. But I might edge out Hamilton. I might be with Calvin on this. All one. right, all right. I uh, this is a tough one. I actually put out a poll yesterday to say, okay, who who do you want to see win it? Maybe not who do you think will win it, but who do you mm-hmm. want to see win it? And we had about seventy-five votes on that, and and. It went just the way of the Tiger Cats by like 56%. Um, so kind of a kind of a closer race. Than, but, you know, the thing is, in 2019, we said this. It, we, we all thought it was clear Hamilton's going to win this. Like, that's how this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And it went completely the opposite way. Where? So um, we know that that, um, that Winnipeg defense can play on another level and and you've really got to see like Hamilton's going to have to be up and up by a fair amount going into the fourth quarter because you know that they're probably not getting anything in the fourth quarter but one of the things that you did say uh, Calvin is you know Don Jackson uh, we know he Don Jackson was not in the game when they played the first time that they played Winnipeg and if Winnipeg has maybe one slight mild weakness, it might be against the run. That's how Toronto beat them when they did win the, that one game. Um, mm-hmm. And Kadeem Carey even had a good game against them. So we know that it's possible. So does Don Jackson make that difference? And does the combination of using both Mazzoli and Dane make a difference instead of just sticking going to one way? Um I think it's going to be very close, but much. I'm just again. I'm picking with my heart. I'm going to say the same thing. I, I think Hamilton finds a way at home, oh, and man. that would be exciting. <laughs> I, I, I like that's that's the storyline be- I want, and I don't want to be you know against my my Winnipeg friends, um, 
But the storyline I want is the team that has the longest drought in the league wins at home in front of their fans for the first time they've had the Grey Cup in Hamilton since 1996. Like, the storyline is unreal. And not to say that the back-to-back isn't a huge storyline, but I, 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 uh, picking with my heart, that's what I would, I kind of hope to see that happen. It'd be interesting. So... So, and I'm glad that you said it first, Calvin. Thanks. It made it easier for me. That's good. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> You're always helping us out, they... man. Yeah. You're what? No problem. No, no. I was going to say, I know, because uh, there's a, they've had a few rival games too, the, the Stamps and Winnipeg. Yeah. So part of the Stamps side of me right now. Can't say Winnipeg. <laughs> 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 Sorry, people. <laughs> on camera. Yeah, okay. <laughs> on camera. That's right. Yeah, you got to be. Um, but yeah, no, that had nothing to. I just and the special teams coaches. That's a good matchup too. Yeah, they got both great special teams coaches. Um, there could be a big play there to decide the game. Absolutely. Like they Winnipeg, because Winnipeg blocked the punt last week too. Early. Yeah, they blocked against, the. Yeah, they blocked the punt early. Yeah. They, yep. they score off that. They ended up turning it over. Mm-hmm. I think, but either way, early in the game, uh, Hamilton had a big return to get the momentum back. Yeah, and then the fake the field punt, goal to get that return. first down. The fake field goal, oh, unreal. So there's that's a it's a good matchup there. Yeah, I probably give I'd have to give Winnipeg the edge, but mm-hmm. because the returner too, uh, I would give it off the return. Even though when uh, Hamilton's returner took it to the house. Is it Grant? What a picture. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more, I think, more like, like <laughs> more potential game-breaking speed that way. That's fair. So they got to get down and hit them and don't let them get north-south. They got to make them run side to side. Yeah. Because if he goes this way, he kills angles. And I think that was one of the reasons they were willing to get rid of Lucky and not resign Lucky. Hey, speaking of Lucky, what do you think of him being at the game – Wearing Winnipeg wearing, bombers, wearing bombers, wearing bombers stuff when he's still. I thought about if it was me and, and, and you guys were in the playoffs. Like, yeah, would, would you do it? Here with the old jersey on, you know? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Okay. I'm not saying I don't, yeah. I mean, I, you know, that would be weird, wouldn't it? That's what I think, yeah. It's a bit weird. Especially if I was put out in the playoffs and the Elks are in the playoffs and I'm at the championship game here. With the Elks jersey on, and two weeks ago you guys beat our beat us, and now I'm sitting here. You know, uh, I would yeah no, it's weird. It's weird. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought too. But he's I probably a good guy. He's a good guy. I'm oh, he's sure a great he's guy. A player, but yeah, we all want beanies just like him. Would that just be? Yeah, would that just be on your like? players assessment or like what about fans because y'all know that once my team was out I was all about the L's and I'd be in freaking in the stands with my L stuff like yeah, burn yeah. it woo see I can't come fans can do it yeah. but if you were directly put out of the playoffs by a team and now you're the reason they're the reason you're sitting in that seat <laughs> and you're still technically the still the same season it's like he lost a bet and had to go do that <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> he's like, take me back, put me back on the bombers. Yeah. Anyway, that's. Uh... <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, not desert, but. It it was weird. It was Nothing weird. wrong with weird. No, no. I kind of noticed too. I didn't know because I was just watching the game. Like that dude was like lucky whitehead, and then sure enough, it's him. Yeah, I didn't know it was him at first when they first showed it. They didn't. I don't know. Maybe they had the name bar and I missed it, but I just seen the guy with the red dress. And I was like, hold on. Can't be too many guys, <laughs> you know, with red dress in Winnipeg in the front row going crazy. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the red red dreads is kind of a giveaway. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, exactly. He had the spinner hat on. Oh, like, oh, then oh. it went. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Although I really do think they should make a spinner hat of with all of the different team logos because we all want one. That's that would be amazing. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. That'd <laughs> yeah. be amazing. All right. Hold on for two seconds here. As we say, this episode is also brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta, offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's super easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to your communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Uh, Calvin, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming and chatting with us. You know, we love having you on and, uh, whether you're, whether you're playing, coaching, scouting or, or, uh, finding something else, we are going to have you back on next season to talk, uh, Elks and, and see how things are all going. Um, but I really, really appreciate you taking the time, uh, tell everybody where they can interact with you and, and where they can find you because, uh, obviously there's a lot of people who, uh, who love you and, uh, we want to, yeah. we want to reach out to you. Yeah. Uh, I think my Instagram is C-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y 31. Yep. C McCarty 31 or Twitter, Calvin McCarty 31. Yep. Pretty sure. You're uh, right. Or my email, cmac31 <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> other that's, than that, that's it. That's, that's for all the, I got for, that's, you know, that's for the people. But for thank the you events. for having me. Yeah, the events, the inquiries. It <laughs> says on there on the website, it'll say for inquiries. Go ahead. You can send it. It goes straight to the wife. So if there's anything outside, the wife's catching me. <laughs> but anyway, we're good. Uh, I thank you for having me. You know, I love you guys too. And and uh, this is what makes it lead. You know, everybody. It's, it's, it's our league. So I appreciate it, man. And the jersey looks crispy on you. Oh, yeah. Still fresh as always. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate everything you do. Beautiful Christmas tree. Thanks. Merry Christmas. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking again soon. And uh, yes, yeah, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, I I, I sure hope so. I know my uh, my my memory came up this week after the the Grey Cup game where you jumped up in the stands right after you won, and and uh, I'm like, <laughs> it's just perfect that we're having you on this week. It's uh, no doubt. One, of, one of my favorite moments, absolutely. So uh, Me too. So, yeah, I bet. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Kamish, where does everybody find you? 
on Twitter at Duchess Perfect. Lombardi. Perfect. Make sure you are also following our good friends at Pay It Forward with football. Uh, Calvin, you know all about them as well. Um, and, uh, of course, they're doing their Stuff a Wallet initiative, so make sure that you check out their website uh, and donate to that if you can because uh, it lets make somebody's Christmas even brighter. Um, I want to send a big thank you out to uh, Ryan Coop from the Canadian Football Countdown. Uh, he set up our fantasy league for this entire year doing uh, the CFL fantasy and, and set up all of our head-to-head games. Um, this final week, uh, I was I was able to beat Mike. Sorry, Mike. Uh, and uh, Joe from the Rouge, White, and Blue podcast was able to take out Ryan. So uh, it's Joe from the Rouge, White, and Blue against me from the Turf District. So in the final, uh, should be very, very fun uh, to go through and, uh, and, and, and play with that. But the year has been amazing. Uh, and thank you so much, Ryan, for setting that up. So uh, follow all those great shows in the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And of course, check out some of the great shows on the APN, uh, the Alberta Podcast Network. I want to tell you this week about a one called Scam Time. And this sounds a little funny saying it, but uh, with the fraud broads uh stephanie and karen uh gasp and giggle over the topic of frauds and phonies in a true crime podcast you can find that and many others at albertapodcastnetwork.com and of course join in the huddle at the turf district uh that's on facebook on instagram and on twitter uh we'd love to chat with you guys especially as we go into gray cup week Uh, i mean and i should have said that off the top happy gray cup week Uh, it's our favorite week of the year uh i'm excited to uh uh, hear more as we get through and 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 watch this big game it's going to be super exciting but join us there as we talk about the gray cup game next week uh also exciting uh to wrap up the gray cup game uh we are going to be joined by uh number 93 kweku boateng uh will be joining back on the show uh and uh, we will talk about what a hula hoop is that'll be important that's quite cool about his weird dance that's what it is tell him to, tell him to stop hula that hoops. You're not yeah. allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm going to tell that. Kids watch this game, man. Kids watch the game. Yeah. Uh, the, the bat. Especially little girlies. My kid be watching the game. Like, what is that? Like, nah, that's not a girlie. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> so tell Uncle Quaku. Or I'm going to have to tell him. <laughs> change the dance. i can't wait to pass that on to him that's gonna be outstanding oh my god that's fantastic (laughs) okay thank you again calvin uh for for calvin commissioner k and superfan mike i'm andrew remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week